I live my life a quarter mile at a time. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Welcome back to the Big Movie Boys Podcast, the only podcast that doesn't have friends. It's got family. I'm your host, Jeremy Bauman, and with me as always is Bob Liebel. What's up, everybody? And Ben Stitch. What's going on, my brothers and sisters out there? How we feeling? Feeling good. Feeling like the family is back together yet again. Yeah, I, I'm pretty amped for this week's episode. It's going to just be all Fast 9. Jeremy has successfully gotten me and Bob extremely riled up for this. and I, I never thought it would happen. A, a real credit to Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Nine weeks ago, we were not interested in this he at just all. shoved it down our throat <laughs> it's so hard and now we just accepted it let's let's throw this out there have i ever recommended anything to either of you that you guys haven't liked because at least from my perspective this, my my pov until you somehow start liking it i recommend something to you guys for weeks or months or years <laughs> and you guys say that sounds like it sucks <laughs> And then you watch it and you go, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I guess seen. the last three things Jeremy has recommended to me were this, uh, Bo Burnham special, which I really liked, and... Um, the Boys. The Boys, thank you. Yeah, and A recent one. <laughs> there's been times like, where Jeremy has been recommending something to me for so long <laughs> that I forgot, and then I did watch it, and then I recommended it to him. I was like, hey man, you should check out this. He's like, I told you to watch that. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, if I tell you to watch The Fast and the Furious because they're the greatest movies ever made, you should do it. As proven yet again, for the ninth time in this series, the tenth time overall, with F9. Now known as F9 The Fast Saga. Is that what it's actually called? That is now the official title of the movie. Okay. I don't know. It was know. just F9. It was for the longest <laughs> time, and now it's F9 The Fast Saga. So... Not sure where they went with the name change there, but we'll take it either way. And yeah, that's all we're talking about today. F9, The Fast Saga, released June 25th of 2021, directed by Justin Lin yet again. He directed Tokyo Drift, 4, 5, and 6. Written by Daniel Casey, Justin Lin, and Alfredo Botello. This movie stars Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Ludacris, Tyrese Gibson, Sung Kang, Natalie Emanuel, Jordana Brewster, Charlize Theron, Kurt Russell, John Cena, and even more people. And we're going to get to all those people as we go. We're going to keep it spoiler-free to start. Although, if you've seen any trailers... <laughs> you've seen the movie. <laughs> you know exactly what happens in this movie, save for a handful of scenes. But my first biggest criticism of the movie is that 90% of it is in the trailers. And I feel like historically with... Fast and Furious trailers, again, this is the first one I'm seeing in theaters for the first time, but I've always heard that like they show you a lot in the trailer, but then they always amp it up a little bit in the real movie. They're, they always either misdirect you, or there's just like another level they add to it. They didn't do that. They Most of what's not in the trailer is just like plot points and backstory and flashback scenes. The, as far as the action goes... The order's a little bit different. You don't know exactly how everything's going to line up, but a lot of it is in the trailer. I, I think maybe the flashback scenes, which make up maybe a total run time, or like 10 minutes of the movie, the flashback scenes. longer than that. You mean 35 minutes? Yeah. It wasn't that long, was the it? The first scene was 10 minutes. There's, a, there's like three or four 
10 minute almost flashbacks. I'd say other than that, though, and then the small parts where, spoiler alert, they go to space, but you saw that in the trailer. There was a few scenes when they were in space. You don't really know how they get to space, but yeah. Everything was in the trailer. Truly every single scene. Look, there's times, I think I leaned to you in the movie. I was just like, oh, get ready for this. (laughs) Because I knew it was coming because I saw it in the trailer. Yeah, that's the one criticism, too, because everything about this movie is perfect besides that, because you, you know what's coming, basically. And I don't know why they feel the need to do that. People are coming to the theater no matter what to watch these movies. Don't give that much away just because then it's even more exciting when something crazy fucking happens in the movie. I knew when to go to the bathroom because I'm like, okay, nothing's coming up here. Go. And then you just come right back and then you're back in the action. Yeah. And then uh, my last spoiler-free criticism is that the plot in this movie, even for a don't Fast even and worry Furious about movie, it. <laughs> I not know what they were doing. I could not tell you what happens I, in this movie outside of what I remember from the trailers because nothing makes any goddamn sense. However, a Fast and, Fast and Furious is just a cheat code because you know exactly what you're getting into. And even when shit makes no goddamn sense, it does not matter. They, they don't can let you literally do anything in these movies and it doesn't matter. And I don't know how that's possible. All I know is they were trying to get this other piece of a thing. That then at that point, once they got it, no idea what they were going to do with it. It could have blown up the universe. It could have like shut down electricity in a city. Did, I don't know what. Did it could they do. even explain what the object they were hunting? What it does? I think this is when you went to the bathroom. Then <laughs> perfect. And this might blow your mind. Ready for this? <laughs> so there's the MacGuffin. And it's broken into two pieces. That, I didn't know what it was called. I knew it was in two pieces. Well, it basically, MacGuffin looks is just like a generic a... term. It's called Ares. Okay. Named after the God of War. The God of War. What does Ares do? It can hack anything <laughs> on the planet <laughs> that has ones and zeros. Oh my god! Is that that's how they describe? It? Okay. Yeah. If it runs yeah. on ones and zeros, it can be hacked by Ares. But did they say what they want to do with it? Because no. last time I know it was just Charlize Theron saying she Hack wants to hold hold the world accountable. Right. Um. I don't know. Is it this just this brat it's, kid it's, wants to like show up his dad? I I really like the French guy. Is he French? I don't even know. God, yeah. I think I it's know. just more of that though, because he's working for. Charlie Theron at the end, like they, the they end, pull yeah, the Charlie Theron back in charge, but yeah, spoiler. I think are we in spoiler territory now? <laughs> I mean, there's not a whole lot to spoil because again, we could tell you anything, and you could watch the movie. You're like, how is that going to happen? How are they going to get from this scene to that scene? We don't know. They just do it. We still don't know. But yeah, it, it, so the Ares is broken into two halves for whatever reason, and Kurt Russell had the one half that they get right away. And then the other half is in like a bank or something that they just get pretty easily. But then you also need another human being that somehow activates this. They need the key. Which Han brought right to it. Which is that girl. <laughs> We're getting into spoilers. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. We're just going to go <laughs> yeah, okay. from beginning to end because. Yeah, pause it. Go watch this movie because yeah, you're doing yeah. yourself a disservice by not If you're waiting it. for us to tell you whether or not to watch this movie, we've spent the last nine weeks telling <laughs> you to watch all of these movies. So clearly our opinion has not changed on that. But yeah. Going from the beginning, let's just talk surface level. What did we think about John Cena and the flashbacks and his introduction? Anything about John Cena? The thing that, I, I mean, I like John Cena. I just I think he's he's made for a role like this, just shitty generic action movie. He'll probably be doing stuff like that for the rest of his life. But 
I don't know. It just sells itself. It's a new Fast and Furious movie. John Cena is Vin Diesel's brother, and he's the bad guy. Like, put me. I literally bought my ticket right away. But the thing that I think is most funny, because it's very clearly they don't look anything alike. That's the biggest thing. Why the fuck are these guys brothers? They look nothing alike. And then I forgot what character it was. They explained it away it was by Charlize saying, Theron. Yeah, she's like, do I detect a little bit of what the Norwegian? Yeah, yeah. look at He's your like, jawline. I knew the Toretto's had a diverse bloodline, <laughs> but how do you and Dom look nothing alike? Is essentially they the line. To explain it. Yeah, that <laughs> they, was the they explain part. everything away. If you had a question, like this movie has callbacks to, I think every single other movie in this franchise. If you had a lingering question about anything after the first eight movies, it is answered in this movie, whether you want it to be or not. And that's awesome. But John Cena, though, back to him, he, like, I feel he actually doesn't talk that much in the movie. He doesn't have he's, many lines. He's in it for, like, 15 minutes, I feel like. He's I think in it they way try less to than... hide his, I mean, I assume he's not the greatest actor. I think, I don't know if they're trying to, like, hide his horrible acting or whatever, because he has just, like, all basic, simple lines, like, that other guy that, like, that has, like, the evil dad or whatever the fuck, he does more of, like, the, uh... Yeah, the... When he the explains what they're work. doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But no, he was good. I liked him. John Cena was alright. I missed The Rock big time in this movie. Uh, yeah. I needed Hobbs in this. I don't know how he... Was he just not available for two months of shooting or one week? Like, let's get The Rock in this. But besides the not looking like, the flashback scenes were good enough for me that they made me laugh because then they had some payoff on, like, how it comes back together. Where, like, at the beginning, you're just like, oh, they lost their dad. It's so sad. Then you're like, no, actually... John Cena killed the dad, yeah. and then later on, no, actually, the dad asked John Cena basically to murder him. That made no fucking sense. <laughs> no sense, but I love how that one scene just took so long to explain. I think the idea is that their dad wanted to throw lose, the race. Throw the race. He, he needed the money. But then whatever he did to throw the race made him more vulnerable to instantaneously exploding <laughs> if another car got within two feet of him, and that's exactly what I don't know why he could just, couldn't just, like, let his foot off the gas pedal. He needed, like the air and some valve to be loosened up but the great callbacks to the very first the fast and the furious movie you learn about dom talks about how his dad died in a crash and he's like i could hear him screaming and i tried running after him but later they told me he died instantly and the person i heard screaming was me <laughs> and we saw it happen <laughs> Yeah. We saw Dom screaming, and then he also talks about beating the shit out of some dude with a wrench and almost killing him and getting sent to jail. We see it happen. For a second, John Cena almost beats, or young John Cena almost beats the guy up. I'm like, that's not what happened. <laughs> I remember this story. And then young Vin Diesel does it anyway. My favorite part about the flashbacks is the fact that young John Cena is about six inches shorter than young Vin Diesel, and then when you cut to present day... John Cena is a good four inches taller. Even though they're like, they're like 24 and like 19, so they're, they're pretty much they're done growing. Fully grown adults at some point in the last couple Vin, decades. Vin Diesel's younger self is eight inches taller than Vin Diesel. <laughs> I thought their faces looked okay, though. Yeah, they actually did a good job yeah, of morphing I, I, I them. I thought the casting was pretty good. And I, I haven't researched it at all, but I still suspect that young Vin Diesel was voiced by Vin Diesel. I with, think you might be With right. some sort yeah. of, you know audio effects thrown on top of it, but we also see young Mia, young Letty, young Vince, the whole crew's I, I there. You got the like... young Dominican Republic guys that he meets in prison, in prison apparently, yeah. so it makes sense when they just show up out of nowhere in four. It's like, oh, they met in prison, that's why. 
do really answer a lot of questions. Everything I, is answered. I wish they would have just um, used Vin Diesel as his younger self and then just thrown like a little bit of hair on him and just acted like that I was him. I truly, like, when, we, when I saw the, like, racetrack when the movie started, I because I know Jeremy had mentioned the story, so I knew what, what we were about to see, and it was clearly a flashback, and I was like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> this is Please be Vin Diesel in a wig. Like, how funny. We wouldn't have been able to finish the movie. <laughs> If, 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 that's, if that's the first scene, he <laughs> would have had to leave. Vin Diesel was just like a mullet. <laughs> but then John Cena also like with I give like a mustache or something. I don't know. Like, oh my god, I was, however, a little disappointed that their dad was just some dude. Yeah, I needed that to be cast a somebody who better. may have been younger than the Vin Diesel. Yeah, he younger could have been their brother. Apparently he knocked someone up at the age of seven because <laughs> there is not more than a ten year age difference between those actors. Yeah, I was bummed because we did theorize who was going to be their father and we well, nobody's close. Does anybody even know that guy's name? Oh, no, and I never will. Probably not. Like I they, really thought Danny Trejo was going to be their dad. Dude, yeah. that would have yeah, that would have been amazing. They had Michael, even Michael Rooker could have been their dad. He yeah. looked yeah. older than them. He didn't look the same age as them. Would you rather be him in this movie where you get like one more scene, or would you rather be like Vin Diesel's dad and dad, and you're just yeah. in it for like a half second? I, I, I think I, I'd I rather mean, be Vin Diesel's dad. Yeah, going forward, you can put on your resume for a long time. <laughs> they they can bring Michael Rooker back. He's still he's still cooking. Yeah. He's still drinking Coronas in that garage as we Dude, speak. I, should we go back a little bit and talk about our day leading up to this movie? I'm ready for it. Yeah, that was a that was a good one. We had a seven o'clock show. Get home from work at about five twenty. Bob's already parked in front of my house. <laughs> I go around the block that way. I can pull up side by side next to Bob. I roll my window down. I rev my engine. <laughs> pull into the driveway. We had a, a, just some good old Coronas, a little barbecue in the form of hot dogs. That was the best Corona I've ever had in my life. I hate Coronas. Honestly, great Coronas. And, then and it when, tasted delicious. When little Brian said grace to it, just really got me excited yeah. for this movie. We watched all the trailers like for every Fast and Furious movie leading up to it. We were listening to the, all the soundtracks. We were in the perfect yeah. state of mind to watch this movie, I think. But now, we've talked about the movie a little bit. we got plenty more about the movie to talk about. Should we have a brief intermission to talk about our theatrical experience because Bob and I went and saw Fast and Furious 6 a couple weeks ago in theaters. Theater full of 10 people and one asshole who refused to move to let us into our room. <laughs> this, I was expecting like a sold out theater or as close to sold out as you can get with COVID space seating, but the parking lot was pretty empty and our theater was like, what, half full? Yeah, I don't know what the restrictions were for this, but it, it most of the people most of the people there. were by us. There was not yeah. many people in front of us. No, we were like yeah. halfway up. And Perfect then, seats, right in the middle. Oh yeah, I mean that's all I do, right? <laughs> good, good seats to watch a good movie that you've been super excited for, right? Then the worst thing that's ever happened, ever. Yeah, we're we're sitting, so you know, center, not too far from the back, pretty dead center of the theater. Yeah, great seats. Movie's Real excited. Movie's about to start. Trailers are ending. It's already dark. And uh, basically the entire row behind us shows up. And I remember just taking a quick look back. And I'm like, is that person holding a baby? No, it's dark out. That's clearly a bag of popcorn. Then this baby cries for 80% of the yeah, fucking dude, movie. Dude, this baby would not fucking stop crying, and I feel so bad for the baby. Why not bring the baby headphones? This is the loudest thing I've ever heard, this movie. I could start crying, it's so loud. Dude, it's so fucking loud, and a baby obviously can't go through this. I don't know how dumb you have to be 
to bring a baby to Fast 9. And if you're going to, a to movie yeah, theater. to a movie at all, like a kid's movie, whatever. If the baby starts crying, it's just proper etiquette to leave the theater, calm the baby down, leave and go home. Because don't bring a fucking baby to this yeah, movie at all. And never come back it's and reevaluate really, all of your life decisions. It's truly unbelievable. Like, I can't, like, imagine packing up, going to the movie theaters. Like, I got my keys, get my wallet. Let me grab the fucking baby. That's, <laughs> that's, that's something people bring to these things. Like, like, what, why would you do that? Seriously, why would you do that? Like, I get it. Like, maybe you couldn't get a sitter. For whatever reason. Guess what? You're not going to the movie tonight then, buddy. No. You gotta watch your fucking baby. You're definitely not going to F9. No, that's the only The loudest like, fucking movie ever. That's just the most asinine decision. Two and a half hours long. Yeah. You think a baby's not gonna fucking make a sound for two and a half hours at 9pm? What time yeah. do babies go to bed? That's the other thing. Like it was seven. gotta be earlier than that. <laughs> it was late. Like, that movie ended and it was damn near 10 o'clock. Like, why the fuck? Those people did nothing. And I fucking hate that baby. And if I ever see that son of a bitch again, and you know, <laughs> and you know, they like Bob told them twice to leave the theater. Yeah. Other people were looking it, at them constantly, and we were like almost two hours into the movie at that point, and yeah. this baby wouldn't shut the fuck up. And Bob literally twice said, "I think it's time to leave." Yeah, and everyone else in there was on the same page. Yeah, I, the first thing I did, I, I tried to try to alpha them. The so I, no, I turned around and. Yeah, looked right at them. You, you hawk-eyed them with all of them when their baby started crying, and then I, I just said a few things under my breath, kind of loudly, and then I, I was over with. And it was a, it was, it was a pretty quiet scene. All you could hear was the baby fucking crying. And then when there was one moment, I'm like, this would be a good time to leave the theater. <laughs> and you would think a crying baby, you're like, okay, the parents gonna hold the baby, try to console it, make it feel better. No, their way of trying to make this baby stop was to put it back in the car seat. Put it on the ground in the dark and scary and cold movie theater ground and just rock it with their foot. That did not fucking work. That's what I was like. They, they did that piss poor effort to calm it down, but I just think they didn't care. That's the most ignorant shit I've ever seen in my entire life. The whole drive home, we try to come up with something more ignorant, and we, so far we have not come up with anything. Like I said, like maybe you couldn't consider and you're just real jazzed to see the movie, but walk out if the baby's crying yeah have, yeah obviously this is their first baby because they don't know baby <laughs> etiquette if you one if you're dumber than shit enough to bring a baby to a movie theater you fucking leave when it starts inevitably 100 percent, it is going to cry so you know when it cries i have to leave the theater and they refused the biggest yeah. sin on top of all of this and it, again top two ignorant things you could possibly do is bring a baby to a movie theater I would bet my entire fucking life savings and everything I make moving forward that this baby was not older than the first F9 trailer. Yeah. No, I agree. It looked very fresh. Yeah, that baby was young as hell. The F9 trailer was... Oh, yeah, this baby is not older yeah, than that trailer. Yeah, the F9 no. trailer came out in, like, what, 2019? January 2020. Yeah, so that baby 18 was 18 months again. That baby was not... That's a pandemic baby. Yeah. That baby was not... Well, yeah, that's even more fucked up. If you're considering taking your child to see F9 and they are not older than the F9 trailer, I've got nothing to say that I want recorded and saved just, via audio for I the rest of my life. I truly don't know, and I, I really like wish that, like when it was over, I was like pissed off. And like they had left the theater basically right away. Yeah, we, well, me and Jeremy had to that hold was, you back. I remember that part. Yeah, I really want to say the, something That's how you know that they knew that they were being assholes. But they didn't care. Because they ran out of the theater right before the credits yeah. rolled. 
so that they wouldn't get berated by people like us. I truly, I truly really want this. Like, if I see them, I wish I knew those people's faces. I would, I would actually beat the shit out of that. Let's guy. go back to the theater and get the footage. I would beat the shit out of that baby's father. And I'm not even. <laughs> no, I'm not like, seriously not even joking. If I, if it's somehow, if I'm talking to a random guy and like we talk about F9, he's like, yeah, I went and saw F9 opening night actually, AMC, seven o'clock. Did you bring a baby with you? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I would beat a man within an inch of his life. With a wrench. Yeah. Pull a Dom Toretto. <laughs> beat him with a freaking wrench, dude. Yeah, you would be justified, too. Like, I think any any jury of your peers would be like, yeah. They were just, have to get, <laughs> just have to get one person to, who has seen F9. Yeah. Yes, which they will have seen it. I hope that baby didn't count towards your uh, your rankings, Jer, of the, the movie draft. Hope they didn't have to purchase a ticket for it. Did, uh, it, <laughs> did it ruin the movie for you guys? The baby? No, but it, I, it ruined it, it ruined the experience. Yes, like, but not the movie. And this movie is so fucking loud for most of it. It really only ruins like a couple of lines. Scenes where they're not shooting yeah. explosions every. every fucking yeah, that's the only time it really bothered me. Other than that, that baby was crying at its full volume, and I couldn't really hear it. Yeah, yeah. it was only noticeable during the talking parts. But yeah. So anyway, that's our rant about the baby. If you bring a baby to a theater, uh, don't. Yeah, literally reevaluate everything in your life. Anyway, what are your favorite scenes from this movie? My favorite scene is when they determine that Han is still alive because they see a Mexican flag <laughs> in one window of of one of the largest cities in the world of Tokyo. You nailed it <laughs> entirely. That is the best scene because it's literally Mia and Letty eating just. They just stop at some corner market in Tokyo. There's probably 1,000 of those identical markets like that all over this entire city. They're just sitting outside. And then, was it Letty who said, Han always called Tokyo... The Mexico. His Mexico, <laughs> yeah. or something like Something that made absolutely no goddamn sense. And then I think the uh, Mia is... Too. Oh yeah, there's the postcard. With a cross on it that's the same cross that both Dom and John Cena wear on their necklace or whatever. There's some weird, something weird going on with that cross. But anyway, they look up literally to the building next to them, see a Mexican flag hanging in the window, and they're like, that's where Han is. <laughs> Even though they, in their heads, they know it to be true that Han is dead. So they aren't like, oh my god, Han would have had that same thing. Oh, I miss Han. They're like, Han's alive and he's living right there in that studio apartment. But here's the thing that makes literally so Han calls it his Mexico. <laughs> why would you then hang the Mexico? Why wouldn't he have flag? a Tokyo? Why wouldn't he have a Tokyo flag or like a Japan flag? I, I, I don't know. One, that whole saying "it's his Mexico" <laughs> makes no sense. But is he that passionate about it that he's just like, I'll just hang the Mexican That's flag curtain. in my window? <laughs> What, what, do you hang flags in your window? I've never even seen that before. No. <laughs> no it doesn't look like it. Apparently no flags in my window, yeah. but I've never called this house my Mexico. So. It's only Han uh, with the Mexican flag and Southerners holding the uh, Confederate flag in there as their uh, <laughs> curtains. That's the only people who do that. Yeah, I, that's a great one. Great choice. I think my favorite is how they try to convince you that Han didn't die in the three other times we've seen him die. This is now the fourth movie where we watch him die, but... It, was... <laughs> it turns out that Kurt Russell had made contact with him because Kurt Russell at one point worked with Gal Gadot, and now he knows he can trust Han because... Gal trusted Gal Han. trusted Han. And somehow they knew Jason Statham was going to try to kill Han. So when he was in the car, 
he wasn't in the car. Is that it? He, is he, that how he, he like didn't gets explode? out of the car right before? And then Jeremy, you're the, like they they go on to explain that he was going to like help rob this family basically to take the one of this one of the two pieces that they need in this movie. Yeah, and like he ends up having to save L, I think is her name, the eleven year old girl who's who a week is later now is now 30. nineteen or twenty years old, and. They show Han getting shot four times in the chest. It's point blank range, right in the chest. <laughs> and like bleeding out. Yeah. I literally leaned over to Ben. I'm like, did they just explain Han not dying by showing him die a different way? <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Dude, for real, I need another scene showing how he got out of that one alive. It just, yeah, here's the thing. I think, this is the I think they might come back to it, honestly. They, they might have to. It's got to be the biggest thing people talk about. What do, you, what do you mean Han's alive? This is the biggest problem is, one... They don't even try to explain how it was possible. They do. They literally show Han in the car, and then they like the camera flashes, and he's not in the car anymore. They're like, "Yeah, he got. He's, he wasn't there. We faked it." Like, and then, by yeah, Jeremy, by explaining the way he died by showing him die another way, and they don't even mention that. They just show his body just getting unloaded in the fucking chest, and then that mixed with the fucking girl that says, "I'm an 11 year old girl," <laughs> and then now we see her, line. and she's. In her mid twenties, <laughs> what is the timeline of this? Though? I will explain it to you, Bob. This because it had to have happened ten years ago. But I think this takes no. place over like a, a, a year. A, every Fast no, and no. movie. This is a little later because Brian, little Brian, has aged like three years. L has aged eleven years. Han has aged fourteen years, and Vin Diesel's younger. So I and, I, and Lucas Black doesn't look a day older. <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's the same age as Tokyo Drift. He they filmed his scenes back when they filmed Tokyo Drift. Uh, when I saw Bow Wow on the screen, I was oh. I was concerned. He looks. Bow Wow's a little like chubby. Shit. <laughs> Bow Wow's been drinking Coronas in Tokyo for a while. I, truly, I did so much research on Bow Wow after that. I was like, what is his net worth? Like, has he been in rehab? Like, what the fuck is Bow Wow's problem? Life hit that guy like a Mack truck. <laughs> Once he got over the age of once, 18, once he took Lil away, yeah. Once he was Bow, yeah, that was really. He's probably sitting around. God damn it, I can't be Lil Bow anymore. I'm giant Bow Wow now. <laughs> <laughs> he probably thinks about that. He's like, my life changed. I took the Lil away. Honestly, he looks so bad. And then that other guy who also, if you follow the timelines of the movie. I mean, whatever. He was he was thirty five years old in high school. Fine, whatever. That's we've talked about that on the podcast before. But why in the fuck does he look even older now? Like, if anything, he's like maybe twenty one, twenty two. He's twenty two in this movie. In the timeline, the, time the movie, he maybe is like in his last year of college. Yes. Like, if you're being generous with it, but he looks like a fifty five year old man <laughs> because he is a fifty five year old man. He's so old. Oh my god, those are some great scenes. My favorite whole... bow wow. When I first saw him on the screen. With the rocket ship? With the, them trying to put that car? They're, I don't even know what they're, they're attempting. They're just... Dom's like, I know people in Germany who can get you a fast car, and then it cuts to the guys from Tokyo Drift, and they're all just rocket scientists now? <laughs> yeah. like, but then they also say, yeah, Dom Toretto sent us. Dom had just said that he knows these people, and they go, who? Uh, just the one guy says, yeah. Hey, Bow Wow and Lucas Black are like, oh shit, Dom, Dom Toretto. Yeah. That was pretty funny, though, because in all the movies... Everyone on the planet knows who Dom Toretto is. <laughs> so this is the first time someone's like, who's Dom Toretto? Which is pretty funny. Uh, I think my favorite action scene is when they're, they're driving that long tank thing. I don't even know what you'd call it. Like the, 
the thing that ends up flipping yeah yeah you uh, saw it in the trailer yeah, yeah the thing that flips up on its face in the trailer that ends up like sliding down a mountain dom's inside of it running around trying to you know it's, it's, it's rolling over and dom is just like running it's it's like the scene from inception and then at some point he gets into the driver's seat i'm like what the hell is he gonna do in the driver's seat he then gets a grenade from somewhere throws it so perfectly at the front corner of this giant fucking tank thing that it blows it up upright onto the road and he drives it away <laughs> it is the most Probably the most absurd, like, single individual event that happens in this movie. Uh, no, Jeremy, you're dead wrong on this one. The best, it's, this is also in the trailer. When they, when Letty goes, Don, there's not a bridge! And he just fucking hits the thing, knowing that this wire or cable is going to latch onto his car, Dude, and no, just launches. Real. And then, <laughs> they're so calm in that car as they're fall, free-falling to their deaths that it's, I, I lose my mind at, at laughing when they land that, and Laddie's like, that, that was new. You wonder how they're going to land it. They're just going to crash into the side of the mountain, <laughs> roll up a bunch of times, and then... Land upright. Yeah. The, the, my other probably favorite scene is the, when Vin Diesel's taking on 150 men with his bare hands, and at one point, pulls a building down. <laughs> he literally pulls the <laughs> chains that are hanging from the ceiling and just... Pulls out these concrete Everyone pillars. dies besides him. Collapses a building. Yeah, and then falls 100 feet into a oh. pool of just debris everywhere. Yeah. There's giant pieces of concrete and metal falling But he all uses that time to remind himself that his brother actually didn't kill his dad. He, he notices a glance that they shared, and he's like, oh shit, he didn't kill dad. While yeah. he's drowning. Yeah. <laughs> And they don't even explain it away. They're just like, no, nah, he's good. I, I don't think they. I don't even think they try to hide. Like, obviously, like there's a there was a little joke in the movie where, what's his fucking name, Tyrese? Yeah, he's like, isn't it like funny all the crazy shit we've been through? Like, maybe we're invincible. Maybe we're superheroes. Like, basically, like breaking the fourth wall. Like, yeah, we do ridiculous shit in here, but nothing like that ever applies to Dom. Like, nobody. Like, yeah, they do some crazy shit, but Dom has literally done the impossible routinely in this in this how, movie how would you not follow him to the edge of the earth he's a cult leader i would follow him anywhere I, 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 this I, is why I fbi agents routinely on a fucking building with his bare hands <laughs> i'd probably listen to what he had to say and then walk out yeah if i saw a guy walk out of a 50 burning car crashes <laughs> literally happens to once a, a nuclear week. bomb yeah john trotter has taken uh, the full force of a nuclear bomb <laughs> from five feet of distance i think we have i think this movie if you combine the other eight movies in total, has more people jumping out of cars and jumping onto cars than all the other movies combined. They hammer that home. If you land on a car, you're safe. We've established that. But they do it so many times. There's a point where Dom crashes into a car to shoot it forward down the road so that John Cena can fall onto that crashed car <laughs> yeah. to then run on top of another car. Like, they're... There's a lot of car driving with no one sitting in the in the driver's seat for a long time. Never understood that. Do they just put on cruise control? Like I'm very confused whenever they do that. Uh, Maybe the magnets were driving. Who at this in point. God's fucking name is steering the car? <laughs> the street always wins. <laughs> Maybe ludicrous from That's like a different location. Like, I imagine when they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna have Dom, you know, collapse a parking garage by stomping on it." They're like, "Okay, like yeah, he's like he's fucking Dom Toretto," but like obviously that's that's unbelievable, but like. 
what do they say? What does the director say? He's like, yeah, just get out of your car and you're going to be on top fighting with this person. Doesn't the actor like, what do you mean get out of my car? Who, who's going to be driving it? And that, doesn't, that doesn't make any sense, shut, Mr. Director. Shut the fuck up. Shut no, the fuck you up. get out of the car and the car's just driving itself. What do you mean? Like, I'm sorry. Are you paid to act or are you paid to ask questions? <laughs> shut the fuck up. Get on top of the car. Like I said, uh, we talked about it. Like some of the lines Dom Toretto says, some of the things he does. And like, how did this get greenlit? How did somebody put pen to paper and say, we're going to put this in a movie? And nobody was like, oh, I, I don't know, man. That doesn't really sound like a, a good idea. I wonder, really what, I wonder what gets like turned down. Like, no, that's that's too far-fetched. I would assume nothing. <laughs> right? Because they had to be like, what if we like send this car like to space with Ludacris and Tyrese? Like, and someone, I'm sure some like intern was like, I don't know, that's kind of ridiculous, right? And they were like, get the fuck out of this room right now. And then someone's like, but what if we give them Nas <laughs> <laughs> and they can use that in space? And they're like, yeah, that makes sense. What'd you guys think of the magnets? Was another big thing that I was gonna. That was probably like the most creative action stuff, and it it. They introduce it pretty early. It comes back in a couple different ways. My favorite part of the magnet use is how when uh, Ramsey's driving that uh, U-Haul truck, basically. Where she learned to drive. Yeah, where and, she's and, just learning to drive. Scene. And she just turns the magnets on. And this can, like, make anything go to this to this truck. Like, it just it's obviously a huge magnet. But, like, nobody's necklace tears off, nothing like that. It's just a car going through another building from, like... Like through from another block, and it looks John, awesome. John Cena just crashes through a building into the truck. There's no less than one thousand other metal <laughs> objects between the car and that. There but only the car. Up, but only the car. And then later on, when they're using the magnets, the magnets work so that it actually attracts things a little behind them, so it Sometime, doesn't crash into them. Sometimes, if you think hard enough. It'll attract metal directly to the magnet, but if you want it to, it can just attract stuff right behind right the behind magnet you. <laughs> so that it crashes into the cars that are chasing you. It should, this magnet should have killed no less than <laughs> 300,000 people. I love this scene where they show three people standing in like a phone shop or something, and the phone gets ripped out of the dude's hand, there's glass breaking, shit just flying all around them. And they all just stand there like they didn't get completely annihilated by a hundred metal <laughs> objects flying right by their face. Oh my god! The only thing I so in, in the first scene when they're they've got like the moving van that's got the whole array of magnets, and uh, Tej and Roman are fighting the guys in the back seat while uh, Ramsey's driving. The only thing I wanted because she kept like turning the magnets on and off, and that affected how they were all fighting in the back. I wanted one of the goons to finally get the gun in his hand, pull the trigger, then the magnet <laughs> turns on and the bullet gets sucked <laughs> away right amazing. before shooting someone. I was for, waiting for that to happen so bad. I'm like, God damn it, I hope it happens, but I'm it never sure did. if they heard that, they would be like, fuck! Why didn't we think well, of that? I was, <laughs> I was waiting for just someone to pull a gun, like, two right, feet right from, to Ludacris. right in front of Ludacris, pull the trigger, you just see Ludacris, like, wince, and then the bullet just curve right Or, like, him. even back into the guy, like, he's in front of the magnet. Oh, <laughs> my God, it would have been even better. Yeah. <laughs> he gets the shot off, magnet turns on, bullet comes back through his own head. How did they not do that? Oh, man, that would have been amazing. If, if I had not seen this movie and you explained that scene to me, I'd be like, yeah, definitely happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then that whole scene ends with Dom somehow ends up back in their car. And... Ramsey, who said she didn't know how to drive five minutes ago, is now driving perfectly. Oh, you haul. 
Mind you, have you guys ever tried to drive something like that? It's us, people that drive every single day. I mean, yeah, we're not Dom Toretto and fucking Ramsey. Who but if it was your first time driving and you're just in like this huge fucking truck in, in a city. Yeah, you're not. But why did nobody just take over and let her drive? Or let Joe Biden Dom just grab the wheel? He's got to like, oh, this is your first day driving? You're not doing too bad of a job. You're just fucking. Well, he says to her, you're a natural. And she goes, of course I am. And and the the scene just lingers for so long, like like she forgot the rest of her line, I'm like, and then it just cuts to some other scene. I'm like, what the hell was that? Why why did it not cut earlier, or did why did they leave in the take where she forgot her line? It was so awkward. I don't think I've seen an awkward a more awkward exchange between characters. It certainly does feel like though a lot of moments in this movie that they were cut for time. Like you're in the middle of a scene, and like the scene either ends or like just doesn't seem pieced together the way it was probably meant to be. And I don't, I think I've noticed that in the other movies as much. I mean, it definitely probably happens, but this one, I was just like, well, that didn't seem like that's the way they wanted that to go. Yeah. I was almost thinking they'd end up being in space a little longer and I'm, I'm surprised Dom didn't end up in space somehow. There, so we get introduced to the Tokyo drift team who now designs rockets. Perfectly normal. Job. <laughs> Later <laughs> in the movie, they're just, on the back of that like space shuttle thing with a rocket car. Was there not a scene in between? No. Cause just it, it really feels like just out of nowhere. It's like, okay, we're ready to go to space. We've got everything we need. Yeah, and, then they, and then they just go to space. They don't like, show the rocket leaving, right? They just show them leaving the one rocket with the rocket yeah, that's attached to their car. Of the ship already. Yeah, they they detach from the plane, ignite the NOS rockets. <laughs> That was such a great, that was so cool to watch that. What, when did, they, what did he say? When, he, when they're like, they didn't know if they were going to crash into the, the space thing or whatever. And then, what the fuck did he say, Jeremy? You definitely remember. I don't even know what part you're talking about. When, he, when they turned the Nas on, right before they turned the Nas on, he's just like, but I'm a driver. Wait, oh, yeah. He's like, you're a thinker, but I'm a driver. And he's, he's like, like, yeah, you're, you're math, good with math numbers. is your, oh, yeah, numbers are your, numbers are your thing. My thing's driving or something. Driving's my thing. Like a yeah, fake. Guys, you're clearly not driving. Literally hovering in zero gravity, <laughs> trying to crash into a satellite. He literally just like ignites the NOS, Dude, takes the steering wheel, like, and drives through Dude, a satellite. The steering wheel controls the wheels, and they're in zero gravity. The wheels are doing nothing, and he's still acting like well, the it, wheel does. It's like a spaceship where there's like the little, I don't even know what it is, where it just like shoots like air out so you can make like micro yeah. adjustments. But I think they had it engineered so that when you turned <laughs> the wheel of the car, it just like it shot That's out at little air airbursts wherever you needed to turn. Amazing, absolutely amazing. And then the scene at the end where they're like, "I've been eating space food for the last six weeks." <laughs> yeah, they've been in space for so long. Yeah, I'm also confused why they're not dead. The their car exploded. The space shuttle exploded. They're in the middle of space, and they're. They happen. The space is so big, but they just happen to run into the International Space yeah. Station. Which, <laughs> mind you, if the people on the International Space Station were able to like pick them up, why didn't they just call them and tell them to destroy the space <laughs> shuttle? Whatever thing they needed the satellite. to satellite. Why? Why didn't they just do that? Hey, by the way, there's what? a guy trying to do some shit with Project Ares, whatever that is. Anyway, can you just like destroy that that uh, that? I'm pretty satellite? sure they could have turned the magnet on and it would have. Uh, Somebody took... up there knows Dom Toretto. <laughs> And then <laughs> Dom needs that satellite destroyed. <laughs> Somebody is on it right away. For sure. That's a good point. Yeah, I thought they put the uh, the Aries thing on the the satellite, but then the yeah. sat the thing was in that armored vehicle, and they're like, "We gotta uplink it to the satellite." I'm like, I don't know. 
I thought the purpose of this thing was you could hack anything. Why can't you just hack a satellite? But, Here's the thing that but, also makes no sense. The reason the entire like Project Ares thing makes no sense, there's a scene where they literally like show them getting like the stuff, like the two pieces after they blew up the satellite. There's like not even sound. It's like a, a passing glance type of scene, like the way they filmed. There's like, okay, like you just saved the day and like, that's not even the star of the show. That's not even what matters. The literal plot in this movie is not at all important that they f don't even show them solving the problem. They don't care. It doesn't Before fucking matter. And then all of a sudden John Cena is like good. Like I love the turn like he spends this whole movie trying to take down his brother and then like the guy he's working with for no reason at all just crosses Jacob and he's like I'm on Dom's team now. Cuz Charlie's Theron who they had in a cage. <laughs> yeah. Manipulated the, the the French, French yeah, we'll call did French. she? Yeah, yeah, she did, and then like, didn't do it. But they she don't called work. him Yoda. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a really long, really weird Star, Star Wars, Wars reference. Ninety seconds of Star Wars references, <laughs> which I didn't understand why they did that. But yeah, you're right, Jeremy. There was uh, they had two scenes together, one of which where they spent eighty five percent of talking about Star Wars, and uh, yeah, now but, but, I, but I don't know why they couldn't all be working together. It's now. Oh, I'm working with her, so I can't be working with this really, really tough spy who actually would be a benefit for me. So yeah, why? Yeah, why can't they all be together? Why does him switching sides then cause Jacob to like be good? Everything I was doing was fucked up before because this guy doesn't want me to be like <laughs> exactly. his partner anymore. I better better go back to my brother. It's so great too because Letty's like, Dom, I can't catch up to you. What What does that even mean? You're <laughs> You're in a car just like everyone else, and clearly we've proven that you can do anything in a car. Yeah. Doesn't matter, because Jacob's like, I can. I can. <laughs> <laughs> and then just drifts Han's car back in there, and then they, they save the day. Yeah. He literally jumps out of his own car into Dom's car. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, then, and then Dom gives him a car. He's like, someone wants to give me a 10-second car as a second chance. That was literally the first movie. <laughs> Because everything matters in this franchise. All the callbacks, wow. Nine there, movies later. There were some there was callbacks to Too Fast, Too Furious. Obviously Tokyo Drift, a lot of the people came back. They literally reference, I think, every single movie. In one way or another. Yeah. And it's pretty awesome. They bring Meryl Streep back. Yeah, Dame, Helen Mirren did a good job. <laughs> she was in one scene. I thought she was gonna be in a little bit more, but she just drives a car really fast after stealing something and that's all we needed. They that scene, it's the one in the trailer where Dom and uh, Jacob face off and do the lethal or the rush, rush hour, hour steal yeah, your yeah. gun, pull a gun on you thing, and it ends with Dom getting arrested by Interpol, and I'm like, oh, they're gonna have to break Dom out. This is gonna be a cool action scene. Just kidding. It was Cardi B the whole time. Yeah, we guessed wrong on which musician was gonna be in it. This scene, I thought like. I, the projector skipped or something. I had no idea where this came from. There was, that, like I mentioned earlier, scenes that made no sense and were clearly cut. I think 95% of that scene was cut. And they, what suffered was the explanation for why that scene was happening. Because why the fuck? <laughs> Nothing makes sense. I, I didn't want to talk Bill, about there's it. There's going to be a callback in the next movie of why him and Cardi B are like close friends. Or why they were the guards. The Interpol police was just a bunch <laughs> of murdered. women. There were 15 models in Cardi B, and they broke Dom out. And why, when they arrested him, they didn't just, like, turn then? Why did they wait until they were in the 20 truck. minutes down the road? Yeah, that was... 
the single strangest scene in the entire what movie other, for me. We had other, other cameos. We had Cardi B. We had Francis Ngannou. Heavyweight champion. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was a bad guy. He got, blown, he got up. blown up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope he'll come back. And then, <laughs> yeah, it seems be, unlikely. Oh, they showed him dying? I can't wait to see him in the next movie. <laughs> um, and then I think that guy, the big bald guy with the tattoos, I think it's a professional bodybuilder. I don't know his name, though. The guy but, who gets hit by a car? Yeah, no, the guy that... Well, he also gets hit by a car, but uh, <laughs> at one point he's standing on top of a car and his entire skull goes backwards through a street sign <laughs> and he does not even flinch. <laughs> It was it was so set up perfectly too because he's fighting John Cena at the time who's laying on his back and he sees the sign coming he's like I'm gonna stay low so I don't get hit by the sign this guy will get hit by the sign and get knocked out unfazed he basically just goes right through the sign because that that car is going roughly probably anywhere from 85 to 120 miles an hour <laughs> this would decapitate anybody and he is fucking fine. Speaking of going at least 80 miles an hour, what do we think of the landmine scene? This was early in the movie, oh, yeah. but another fever dream it's, scene where it's just like kind of out of nowhere. The rules are explained loosely at the very beginning, and then it all kind of it comes together in the Tarzan swing. But before that, Roman gets himself wedged because he just keeps driving over landmines, I guess. He's in the big truck that can't go like eight, the required 80 miles yeah. an hour to not get uh, blown up by these landmines. Where did the 80 come from? Ludacris. They asked, Dom goes, Tej, how fast do we have to be going to avoid this? He's like, 80 miles an hour. <laughs> no no reference or anything. He gets his freaking truck stuck between two rocks. It's precariously dangled over a landmine, <laughs> slowly shifting down. Rowan gets himself out of there, starts walking away. The truck falls. What looks like lands directly on top of it his did. head. Then they're like, just kidding, it landed in front of him. He just walks out from behind it. And that's where he acknowledges that they're invincible. And they're like... And before that, he gets... He literally... Shot like 15 times. There's like 15 military people shooting at him from I every angle. he was going to die. <laughs> Silly me! <laughs> if they killed Roman Pierce, I'd be so upset. I think he might be my favorite character in these movies. He's pretty damn good in yeah, this Yeah, I one. like him. He's getting all of them, but yeah, him and him and Tej always have the best back and forth. I'm glad the two of them went to space together. I don't know where they went, where Bow Wow went for that scene either. Probably Bow -Wow. back to the bar, McDonald's. <laughs> Bow Wow was only in the introduction of the rocket scene, and then at the barbecue at the end. I seriously, I wish. Can we talk more about Bow Wow? Because I literally have my mind. What? Like, why? Why at the end of the movie with um? the the barbecue they like leave a cliffhanger like that john cena's coming why why couldn't they just have him in there we know he's going to the barbecue yeah, that was that how the next movie starts that wasn't john cena who was it is that paul walker that was paul walker oh, shit. oh my god i literally just got goosebumps I, I thought it was john cena a shiver just went on my fucking paul spine. walker's coming to the oh my god why did i not realize that in Dude, the movie I need to go check my pants i think i <laughs> shit myself to go and Dude, oh, we didn't even mention one of the great lines where but Dom's like, maybe I should be with my kids, or why, Mia, why aren't you with your kids? And they're like, don't worry, they're in great hands. And Letty just looks at the camera, winks, and goes, with Brian. <laughs> I did not know that yeah. that was Brian. Dude, wow. Literally. Fuck me. Mia's sitting at the table. They're about to say grace. He's like, there's still an empty seat. And she goes, don't worry, he's on his way. And then his blue sky yeah. Nissan Skyline or whatever he drives rolls up, parks in the driveway. Movie ends, dude. God like damn it! I want. I need to go watch this movie. Bro. I feel like a tear to my idiot. eye, dude. Why didn't you tell me in the moment what was happening? Why wasn't John was Cena crying. at the barbecue then? I was crying, Bob. What do you want me to say? That literally just added like 
uh, so many more points in this movie for you me. You might have to adjust your uh, your ranking. A 10 to an 11. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my number one. Yeah, I, well, first of all, I thought it was very obvious, but... I think that, well, I think it's sure. just because I didn't recognize the car, that's probably why. Um, and John Cena wasn't at the barbecue, so I'm just like, well, he's got to be That's why I was right? John Cena, yeah, so I totally just... And maybe it was because the fucking baby was screaming, I just couldn't think straight. <laughs> but, holy crap, dude. I, Wow. I like that. That's actually a very tasteful way to bring him up, I'd say. The the wink to the camera. Yeah, like, that yeah, was... Brian's watching the babies. That was horrible. But that was on par with what they normally do in these movies. Just ridiculously stupid shit. But them to have this scene, now that I know about that, <laughs> it's, uh, I yeah, think it's that's, pretty tasteful. That's a better ode to him. That's pretty tasteful, too. I, I actually really like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. And then we also get a mid credit scene. Jason Statham punching... He looks like Captain America at the end of... Uh, what post credit scene was that? Iron Man 2? Oh, when he's punching the bag and yeah. he like, just grabs another one. And then uh, that's when we learn that the, the Avengers are being assembled when uh, Sam Jackson goes and talks to him. Basically what it looks like in this, hooded figure punching a punching bag. Turns out Jason Statham punching a dude inside of a body bag sleeve, which is pretty crazy. Is it not the... Is it the French guy in this movie? That's why I assumed it was in there. It's kind of hard to tell. He's so bloody. Uh, yeah, I think it was the French guy. Uh, the French guy. Is he dead? I don't he remember. He died in the explosion that killed the drone that Charlize Theron was. Oh, okay. Oh. Who the fuck was that guy? Just a random guy? I think it was just some dude. I guess we'll find out. That would hurt so bad. He just finds a, a person on the street and he's like, you're going in my fucking body. Yeah, I'm going to beat the fucking piss out of you. And then there's a knock at the door. Who could be... Who wants to know what Deckard Shaw is doing? I'm just going to interject right here. I actually don't remember who was at the door. Wow. I don't remember. So I'm about to fucking lose my mind. I, who was it? I don't remember. Han. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just cut away. I don't know if he's like mad at him because he's like, I guess, attempted to murder him. But like Shaw Han knew the whole time. Good guy. Han's on. Now. Yeah. They're on the same team now. I, don't, I, I can't wait for that. That interaction. Justice in the next for movie. Han. It's coming one way or another. If Han kills Deckard Shaw. Han versus Shaw? <laughs> I hope so. Han or Shaw in Fast 10, and then Han will kill Shaw, but then we'll come back for Fast 11, and then Shaw will kill Han again. <laughs> they just keep, they just keep coming other. back to life. Because if you die in this movie, it does not matter. No. Man, I, I genuinely had, minus the screaming baby, a great time watching this movie. Yeah. It was absurd, but as I said at the beginning, Fast and Furious is a cheat code. You can't really criticize them. They are immune to criticism. Because they've established that literally anything goes. It's it's amazing what they've been able to do. They just they can do no wrong, and uh, it's it's got to be fun to make these movies because they're like this is so ridiculous, but it doesn't matter. We should and, start writing Fast and Furious fan fiction, <laughs> and they might make a movie out of we it. We could not come up with anything more absurd than they're already doing. I'm going to do that <laughs> and submit my script to the freaking directors who directed this movie. Justin Lin. Justin Lin can be holy fuck, get this guy out of here. This is amazing. Uh, you guys have any uh, final thoughts? We're going to also rank all of these movies in a second here, but... My final thoughts are that I actually want to see it again. And I never... When we started this, when we started doing the Fast Enough for F9, if you told me when I finally saw F9, I was going to say I'd like to see it again, I would have been fucking shocked. Yeah, uh, I don't think I'll go back and watch all these movies... I think I will. I think I'm going to review one, these. If they're on, I will be watching them. Before yeah. I just be like, geez, this is on again. I, I will now be watching these movies whenever they're on. I, 
I agree 100%. I'd like to have a, like a good old time next time we're having a couple beers. We watch all the movies. No, just put it on in the background. Never spice it up. Start with four? Yeah. We should, uh, we should watch one. Legitimately. You'll get a lot, especially after F9 having all the flashback yeah, scenes. <laughs> now you'll have the, the con- you'll yeah. have the context for everything that happens in Fast and Furious 1. So. Yeah, I... We already said it. Highly recommend it. It's it's a little too late for you to add to my opening weekend box office total, but hey, why not make sure this thing hits a billion dollars, which it was already out in theaters in other countries for like a month and had already made like $300 million. How does that work for your uh, box office? US, right? it'll, it would be whatever Box Office Mojo considers opening weekend. Gotcha, so okay. Last I saw estimates were $68 million, but no official word yet. That's tough. That's gonna that's gonna surpass my forty seven and a half million. Just a little bit. Uh, let's get into our rankings. This is gonna be fun because uh, Ben and Bob have only seen roughly half of the movies. I think me and Bob have collectively seen all these movies. I think that could be true. <laughs> and I've obviously seen bits of Fast and Furious one and two, but like I mean, very few bits. And years ago, we'll start with you, Bob. How do you rank the nine? Movies in the Fast and Furious saga. We're we're leaving Hobbs and Shaw off the list for now. So my number one is Fast and Furious Six, the one that I've seen before F Nine, the one that I saw most recently. Just because we had a great time in the movie theater, I thought it was actually like, I mean, it's obviously same regular hijinks and bullshit, but for the most part, pretty enjoyable. So I have Fast Six as number one. I have the most popular movie of all time, Fast Five, as number two, um, just because that's the one that I've seen and I can remember. I think the most from. Um, and then I have Fast and Furious 8, The Fate of the Furious, the one that I saw the last 25 minutes of with you guys, and it was so fucking awesome that it made number three on my list. <laughs> then uh, at my number four spot, Tokyo Drift. I actually might move that up to three just because I'm, I'm really thinking about Bow Wow right now. <laughs> I think he needs I think he needs any anything he can get. <laughs> and at number five, I have F9, which I'm thinking about the baby, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm switching. Um... Yeah, three is now Tokyo Drift. Fast eight is four. F nine is still five. I don't know why I fucking said that. Anyway, six Fast and Furious four, seven Fast and Furious one, eight Fast and Furious two. That's because I I don't remember much from them, so they're ranked low because I can't really recall. Um, and then my ninth it was Fast and Furious seven because I could not figure out which one I was missing and I needed one more <laughs> spot on my list. <laughs> Interesting tactic there to uh, <laughs> to wrap up the end. Ben, what about you? I'll go the other way. Uh, I had Too Fast, Too Furious. I think I've seen this movie. That's, number one? Uh, no, number nine. That's my number nine. Sorry, I had to go the... I'm going backwards. Okay. Uh, I think because Vin Diesel... Yeah. Drifting into reverse. <laughs> Vin Diesel's not in this movie, so I... I uh, that's why it's my lowest. Uh, Fast and Furious 4. What, what is that movie called? Fast and 4? The- Fast and Furious. The Fast, Fast and Furious. No. Oh, Fast, Fast and, and Furious. <laughs> That's a different movie. The Fast and the Furious. The fourth is uh, my number eight because I know nothing about it. I think Jeremy uh, thinks this, that's where you say this, this franchise begins, but yeah. Uh, number seven, Fast 6. Never seen it. Number six, Tokyo Drift. Maybe I should move it up for Bow Wow as well. Bow needs it, dude. Uh, five, I have Fast 7 because I... Bow Wow's getting tagged in everything that we post. I'm <laughs> just tagging Bow Wow. I think he was just in a versus versa uh, Soja Boy. So good. He used this F9 to, oh, let's to relaunch the rap career. Yeah, so yeah, number five, I had uh, Fast 7 because I've heard good things but never saw it. Number four, Fast and Furious 1. Great movie. That's where it uh, begins. I, I do know I've seen that movie. Number three, F9. 
great great movie just a great fucking movie uh number two fate of the furious had such a fun time watching dom play the bad guy just a great role Dom reversal has gone rogue. <laughs> and the number one the greatest movie of all time fast five yeah i respect that's it good all right we're shifting back into drive because i'm going top to bottom because <laughs> that's how i'm doing it my number one movie in this franchise is fast and furious six it was my number one the first time through Fast Five crept up a little bit, but I'm keeping it. Fast and Furious 6 is my number one. Followed by Fast Five, as I mentioned. I think it's even closer to Fast 6 than I gave it credit for. And we've established the most popular movie ever made. Uh, number three is going to be Furious 7. Oh, my, my, my number nine. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it's a lot better than you're giving it credit for. <laughs> uh, after that, we went Fate of the Furious, one that I'd kind of forgotten a lot of the plot points of but rewatching it recently man is that a great movie i got f9 right at the middle number five uh following that fast and furious the fourth movie obviously followed by the fast and the furious the first movie obviously followed by too fast too furious and fast and furious tokyo drift that, of all the people giving out their fast and furious rankings i don't think very many are putting tokyo drift at in the last number spot. three <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for bow wow dude <laughs> sorry bow wow i gotta put it last the fact that they're all in high school still makes no goddamn sense <laughs> the fact that lucas black is your main actor and it makes no goddamn sense i'm glad they brought han in i'm glad he died only to die two more times only to die a different way <laughs> and still come back in the ninth movie man what a trip that guy's been on but <laughs> all right boys can you now say you've been fastened up the max are you just waiting for f10 now i actually am. i'm waiting to see what they name it i love that all these movies just have completely they're all close enough to fast and furious fx i'm but calling now if that sentence gonna be fx i wouldn't be surprised yeah and then fx will eat that shit up yeah. showing it all the time it will literally <laughs> make an entire channel for it <laughs> FX is now FX. <laughs> we just played the 10th Fast and Furious movie 24 hours a day. I'd would, probably make more money. Yeah, I would actually watch it. Then. <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot wait for it. I know everything got delayed, obviously, because of uh, coronavirus, but a little part of me wished that they had like just enough done with the next movie that, that they would have a trailer at like, the end like of F9. Uh, like Back to the Future 2 and 3 where they yeah, show yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, and I, I also, based on like the podcast I was listening to, the interviews I heard, my understanding is that the last two movies, because they're, they're doing 11 total, so 10 and 11 are going to be the last two movies. Sure, 11 total, yeah. <laughs> and I, no think, fucking way. I think they're doing an Infinity War Endgame style, two, one giant story wrapped into two very long movies. Do you think they kill Dom off like they kill Iron Man? Wow. Uh, he can't die though. <laughs> That's a, does he, but he can't just be like Brian go watching the kids here's the thing though if they kill Dom on screen and it is, it is solid like they literally show him getting his neck slashed open <laughs> do you not think that he could come back for another movie oh I guarantee that that's they, the fucking problem that's why they cannot kill him if they kill him in the dude, movie nobody will believe it they could have a scene of him being decapitated and then they'd have another movie where they just have a two minute scene of someone stitching his head back on literally if they actually killed him on screen nobody would believe it that would be the most shocking cinematic so death of all time. I don't think they could even do it. I don't even. Th I think they know. I think they know well enough that like if we do this, no one will believe it. That's what, like I don't. They'd have to send him off into space legitimately and be like, "Dom's going to to yeah, find other Earth. Life. He's going to find other Earth or other life." 
to race. <laughs> to race. <laughs> I've beaten every human on <laughs> I need a bigger challenge. I was, I was actually really bummed that we didn't get because we were all theorizing that they were going to be in space for a majority of the movie. And that's why, do you actually, think they go back I'm, to space? As I'm saying that, I just realized how absurd that sounds. <laughs> we were theorizing that a movie about street racers, they were going to be in space for 90 percent of the movie. Do you think they go back to space? Like, do they try to go further into space? I, uh, my guess is they go underwater next, <laughs> or the surface of the sun. <laughs> There's only two things you could do, and those are it. They have to. I, I really think we will see them race on on the moon. They might as well just have the fastest car in the universe. Like aliens come down and be like, "We're here to race you." <laughs> Winner gets to live. It's some sort of intergalactic <laughs> battle where everyone has to send like a champion to perform a street race. So Earth sends Dom Toretto as Earth's champion to street race. All of these other alien species to save the world. It's it's really crazy because that doesn't sound unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the plot for FX. <laughs> I cannot wait. Whatever it is, I hope they introduce some sort of Thanos level extinction event, and Dom Toretto has to do something to stop it. Here we go. So your idea of it being two movies drawn out over like like the Endgame Infinity War thing. Who are we casting as the bad guy? It's got to be somebody huge. Think about it. If it truly is, the 11th movie is the last one. They have two left, and it is uh, uh, over two movies. Who is the bad guy? Well, Charlize Theron, still active. She's yeah. like the, the, the smaller bad guy, I got to think. Yeah. Kind of like how she was in this movie. Well, like all, every bad guy we've met in every movie is basically the guy who, who ranks ahead of the previous movie's bad guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just slowly <laughs> working up the, the, the chain so who, of command. Who is it? Who is the big guy? Uh, you just want the actor that we want cast? Well, yep. this is what I want to happen. My guess is Sylvester Stallone. Is he, it, he's not too old? I guess he's only 45 in the Fast and Furious. I think it's Matt Damon. Matt Damon, pretty solid. What if they just straight up said, fuck it, and they join the MCU and it is Thanos? It's just Josh Brolin. I wouldn't care. <laughs> what if it is Josh Brolin? Not as Thanos, Josh but just, Brolin could it's just him. <laughs> just the- Maybe the, the writers are sitting around like, hey, you know that one uh, comic book movie with the big, the big purple guy? What if we got him? <laughs> what if we did a crossover movie? I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, Sylvester Stallone sounds good to me, but I actually think they're going to like really... Like go for like a like a like an Oscar level actor. I hope they don't do. And just I guess, and I am now changing it. Anthony Hopkins. Imagine, imagine it. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins like ninety. And he yeah, wins an Oscar. <laughs> the first Oscar for, for, for FX. FX eleven and fucking. Whatever. I can't wait till we do the um the Havsies and this this movie wins every award. I don't. Havsies got to be coming up soon, right? Well, speaking of Havsies, next week. Is, Wait, is it really? This is the last week of June. Didn't know that. Shit. Next week, first week of July, we are halfway through the year, and that means we have to celebrate in the big movie boy's way, which yeah. is the Hazies. We don't have a uh, Spencer Confidential movie this year, so this, this might this be is, the movie. This is probably Doesn't mean win. it can't win this year. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Mark Wahlberg was best supporting actor. Best, yeah, Bob winning that. If I have any poll here... And I'm gonna fucking. We're definitely sending an award to Balas House. I'll pay money and make a trophy, and I'll probably just I don't know, maybe message him on Instagram. What's your phone number and address? He was like, Oh my god, somebody wants to talk to me. Yeah, I'm gonna send you an award. We could get. I'm, I'm fucking messaging Bala right now. We could get Bala on this podcast. Not if he listens to this one. We 
just trashed him the entire time. <laughs> the fuck is Bow Wow's Twitter name? Bow Wow. Wow. It's S Moss. Okay, follow. <laughs> you sure that's him? Yeah, he's verified. I'm gonna message him. Bow Wow. Will? <laughs> come on my... You come on my movie podcast, please. If he says yes, we have to redo this podcast so he never hears it. Alright, well that's gonna wrap it up for this week. I mean, if you guys want, we could just start with the Fast and the Furious again next week. <laughs> and just keep going every week. Over and over. But... Uh, unfortunately, that's probably not in the plan. As we mentioned, the Havsies are coming up next week. So look forward to that. We got another big award show. We like to do that. And uh, apparently, Bow Wow will be there. So, <laughs> Featured guest. Until then, thank you for listening. And remember, do not bring a baby to a movie theater. See you next week. <laughs>